Thanks for waking up with WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Welcome on board WKOK Sunrise. Thank you so much for joining us. Rob Center, our fabulous producer, doing his normal fabulous job. So we appreciate all his help and hard work this morning. On the news line with us now, Brad Hare, the Sunbury Police Chief. Good morning, Brad. Thanks for checking in today. Good morning, Mark. I do appreciate that. This is your time. Boy, things are looking up. You're getting out of the pandemic. Uh, hopefully some more hiring of at least one officer in the future. So, And a new police station on the future. So lots to discuss. What is the state of the department? Is, do you have an answer to that particular question? Well, I think the state of our department right now is uh, really good. Um, we've had a lot of uh, turnover in the last uh, two to three years. Um, but the ones that are here, uh, the officers that are here are doing a fantastic job uh, learning and just uh, moving forward with uh, 21st century policing. Um, we actually uh, we're, we will be hiring uh, by the end of uh, April. We'll have two new officers hired. Uh, we had one just uh, leave for another job. Not that he wanted to leave, but it was something that uh, he probably should be doing with uh, policies and procedures for the state. So uh, they, they got lucky to get him, but the, he's going to stay on part-time, but we're going to replace him plus another one that we had uh, budgeted for. So things are looking really good here, and uh, very, very proud of everybody here that's uh, moving forward. How do you, you say that would make you with uh, seven officers on board? That will give us eight patrol, uh, eight, basically eight officers plus myself, so nine total uh, for this year we'll have. All right. Well, Lawrence's worthless observation about policing is you need literally twice that if you want to have a good department, or not a good department, but if you want to staff as, as well as you can, and then twice that amount if you really want an adequately depart, you know, with te- detecting and community policing and so on. How do you, are you coping with eight officers, or is that a, a pretty darn doable number for you? Uh, it's not. It's not a doable number. It's what we have. Uh, so we, what we're doing, we're trying to be a little bit innovative, uh, working with what we have. I try to tell the officers here, you know, this is what we have, and this is how we're going to work it. And uh, you got to change your strategies when it comes to responding, uh, responding to uh, non-essential calls. Uh, you have to change what you're doing. Um, there's. There's still uh, a lot of things to be doing out there in uh, Sunbury here, so it does make it difficult, but it is what it is, and it's what we have, and we'll uh, we make it work. You have to work with it, right? Okay, well said. Great attitude. Uh, the pandemic, how did that change what happened in the past year? And some of that should be easing. Explain what what happened with officers. Well, we, we ha- you have a lot of problem with the pandemic. Uh, Community policing, number one. I mean, you want to get out there with the community and be one-on-one with them. And at that time, when the pandemic hit, um, we were still seeing how that was going to play out. And over the several months over the summer, uh, you, you kind of, you know, we relaxed a little bit, trying to, to get out there with the public. And then the, the surge came, so you're back in the square one again and not really dealing with the public one-on-one, face-to-face. A lot of things were handled by phone. Um, yeah, we had to close the front doors to let people in, in, in the police department itself. So it did make it difficult for community policing uh, to get out there with the public one-on-one. We had to, you know, a lot of traffic enforcement was, uh, I guess we'll say it was kind of slowed down because we didn't want that one-on-one contact with people, and people were uh, nervous and scared. And so we kind of had to back off and rethink of how we were doing things. We had uh, 
doing some Facebook posts, uh, just stuff like that, just to try to keep in touch with the community. But as the pandemic is moving along and fading away, we hope, uh, we're getting out there. We started some more traffic enforcement grants, uh, just getting out there with the public and getting on one-on-one with them again. And your officers are safe and well? Yeah, every everybody here has the vaccine except for one officer. He actually only had one officer uh, go down with the with the COVID, which you know I think I'm pretty lucky there. Uh, and he got through it pretty good. And everybody else is doing fine, vaccinated, and uh, we're just moving along. Fantastic. Okay, good. So this is going to be a big 2021. Uh, body cameras going to be new to Sunbury Police. Explain the uh, origin of that and the implementation. Well, last year, uh, through PCCD, uh, one of my officers here is actually the one that's leaving. Uh, he's a big grant guy, and he, you know, he's always looking for grants for me, and he found one, and uh, this actually started back probably February, March of last year, right before the pandemic hit. Uh, we, we had just wanted to be more transparent with the, uh, the, the public, and I said, you know, we found this grant for body cams and new cameras in the cars, and uh, we have cameras in the cars, but we wanted to change something up with the body cam. So we applied for the grant. Obviously, everything would have been probably live by the fall last year, but with the pandemic, it's kind of slowed slowed a lot of things down. So we're just rolling it out now. By the end of uh, April, we should be uh, live with our body cams. Uh, the in-car cams are working. Uh, however, they're not hooked up to the body cam. So hopefully by the end of that month. Uh, I, again, I think it's it's transparency of what, what's going on out there in law enforcement right now. Uh, we actually applied for these uh, prior to the George Floyd incident, uh, which was a tragic uh, incident that happened to him. And, you know, so a lot of people were kind of like, well, did, you know, is this the reason you guys were wanting them? No. I mean, we, we were already applying for them. We just want to be more transparent with what we're doing. And, and it, it holds the officers accountable. Uh, I'm not worried about everybody here, but they it holds them accountable. Not only does it hold the officers accountable, it holds the public accountable. So when they're, you know, if they file a complaint on somebody, we have it, you know, hopefully right there live uh, to watch and see what's going on. So it's a, two, it's a two-fold uh, operation there. Yeah, the truth works both ways. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I could see how that would be an advantage. Well, you mentioned the uh, George Floyd, and, and uh, I do remember uh, at the time they called it diversity training, and this would probably be 10 years ago at Sunbury Police talking about, uh, you know, making sure that officers had the, uh, a literacy that related to uh, uh, making sure they have positive conversations with individuals who are in minority groups. Tell us about this. Anything super different since George George Floyd, I, I have to repeat that I think you guys were already ahead of this. Uh, people in general, uh, especially after that, uh, they, ha- they, have a, they had a mistrust with the police and law enforcement. And I think as, as, it, as it progresses on, it's not, you know, it's something that, that has changed the dynamic of what we're doing now. And I, I'm proud to say that uh, my officers and our department is kind of ahead of the ball game, and, and a lot of the local departments around here were ahead of that, uh, noticing that we needed to change things the way we do things, and it, it's an education thing on the, for the public itself. Uh, we need to make sure that the public understands what we're doing, why we're doing it, and uh, and, I, and I think because we've had some interactions where people were just hesitant in talking to us, and uh, once they got to really talk to us and, and understand what we're doing, that they understand, and, and, and that's the problem. People just don't understand what we do. Um, and, and a lot of people throw on top of everything that we do with, with mental health, 
with uh, children and youth, with child abuse cases. You know, everybody wants to call the police to, to solve all the problems, and we sometimes we just can't, and that's not our job to be doing that, but it's an ed- education thing, and I think the mental health industry, the, the children and youth industry, I think we're trying to educate them that this isn't this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. This is your guys' uh, job, and we will be there to assist you whatever we need to do, but we're letting them take the front, the forefront of uh, getting things uh, resolved and not using the police as, you know, the enforcer on these things. Sounds like sort of the same conundrum you hear about schools. You know, schools to say, well, parents want us to teach morals and values and ethics, but they want it to be, uh, you know, just the right ones. It can't be anything with which they might disagree. So at the same time, police, you're explaining that uh, the public is asking uh, police to make sure that they're imposing some sort of values on on people in the community, and, and I'm hearing that you can't do that. There was a conversation about an advisory board. I think it was just before the pandemic, as I recall, what came of that? Yeah, we're still uh, we're still working on that. There was uh, a lot of questions from council and what the scope of that uh, board is going to look like. Uh, we're still working things out, trying to fine tune things. Um, we haven't really discussed it in a while. There's so many other things on the uh, the burner, uh, but we're still working on it. We're just trying to figure out what what that's going to look like in the future. All right, and uh, other changes coming. The new police station. Give us a remark about that. Yeah, uh, well, we've been everywhere. You know, uh, in my 20-year <laughs> career, we've been in the basement. We were down here at 440 Market Street. Uh, prior to that, they were on the first floor at City Hall. They were in other buildings. So I think it's something that <laughs> it just needed to be done. We're in a large building here. Uh, we're moving over to our street here, hopefully by the end of the year. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's great that the city's investing in their own um their own, they're, they're investing in the city. I mean, they're investing in the police department, and uh, <clears throat> everybody's on board to get this done. Um, there's still questions on, you know, funding, and but the city went out and got the financing for it because they knew it needed to be done. Uh, we are a large part of the budget for the city, and you know, we're we're at the front line when it comes to a lot of things. So they're they're we're on board to get a new building, and uh, everybody here is absolutely uh, thrilled and. We're excited and uh, can't wait. Well, yeah, should be some permanency associated with that. Well, you may remember when you were a child, a police station was in a old house on Market Street where City Hall is now, as I recall. That might be even a little bit before your time. I remember that when I was a kid. Every time I got hauled into the police as a juvenile, that's where the police station was. Uh, you used the phrase, uh, one more question, 21st century policing. What does that in- entail? Can you explain that? Well, 21st century policing, is a lot of it has to do with community policing itself. It's just getting out there, uh, being amongst the people. And it's tough. I mean, it's tough with the smaller department. When I started, we had 16 officers here. You know, we're essentially cut in half. And it's tough to do a lot of the things. They're getting, uh, they're, they're getting bogged down with uh, a lot of calls, uh, trying to follow up. Uh, we do it all here. We're not just... And when I, that's why I don't call them patrol. They're they're officers. They do it all. They they start from uh, they start from the investigation. They investigate it. They pros, you know they help prosecute it. They file the charges. All that stuff. So, twenty uh, first century policing is is about getting out there in the community. So we are changing things here to to get try to get them out more. Uh, the v, our vehicles are essentially mobile stations. Um, technology is a big thing for me. Is is using the technology that we have at hand. So that's why I made all the vehicles that we have. Uh, we loaded everything up with uh, computers, and uh, just so they could, they don't have to worry about coming to the station all the time. But unfortunately, 
we still have to come to the station to do certain things, uh, but it, that's what a lot of uh, 21st century policing is. It's just getting out there and being transparent and visible in the community uh, one-on-one with them so they feel safe, uh, comfortable with the uh, law enforcement. All right. Well, thank you so much for the update. You have an open mic anytime to talk about initiatives or activities. Which particular officer is leaving? Uh, officer Terry Ketchum. He's heading. Uh, he's going to be working for the state. He's going to be doing their uh, accreditation things for the state police barracks. All right. Well, he made a big impression in the city in a short amount of time. So uh, give him our thanks. Uh, we appreciate that. Thank you so much, Chief Hare. Very much appreciate the update. Good morning. You're welcome. Thanks. Sunbury Police Chief Brad Hare on the state of the department and other developments and activities and uh, issues and opportunities. Congrats to Officer Ketchum on the new new job. He's an up-and-coming uh, police leader in the world, so uh, we wish him well as he uh, heads on to uh, a job related to the state.